1: How do you build hope? Well, here's something that might surprise you. Hope grows in the garden of adversity. Oh, uh, we might wish it was the opposite.
0: Why not let our hope grow in a time of pain-free serenity? Pastor Greg Laurie says that's not God's design, and Father knows best.
1: Hope actually gets stronger when things get harder, but you must turn to God, not turn away from God. Are you hopeful? Are you hopeless? This
0: is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning oh, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Oh, can you hear the angels singing? This is the day, the day when life begins When the alarm goes off early so we can get up and work out, It's easy to wish we could strengthen our muscles while we lie there in bed, but we know it doesn't work that way. When it comes to growing strong in our faith, sometimes we have to exercise our faith. Sometimes that comes at the most painful, distressing times of life. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to get through the toughest times of our lives. Today, we'll see that our faith grows as we lean hard on the Lord.
1: Here before us in John 11 is a story of a loved one dying. It is a story of severe grief that accompanies the death of someone you love. It is also a story of how Jesus reacts in such situations and it tells us how God can actually be glorified through difficult circumstances. But it is also a hopeful message. So we will remember that no matter what we are going through God is going to be with you. He will give you the strength you need in your hour of need. Not necessarily before. Never after. But He will give you what you need when you need it. This is the story of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Now these people were personal friends of Jesus Christ. And he would go to their home in Bethany when he would be going into Jerusalem. Whenever he went into Jerusalem there was conflict. There was drama. There were things going on. So he would go hang out with his friends first. And by the way Martha was a killer cook. And I am sure he loved her food. As did his twelve buddies he took with him everywhere he went. So he would just show up and Martha would whip him up a feast. And Jesus liked to spend time in their home. And it could be accurately said that Mary... Her sister Martha and their brother Lazarus were personal friends of Jesus Christ. I think that is an important thing to note. And so as our story picks up, uh, hardship has come their way. Sickness has invaded their home. John 11. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was then Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped His feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Now look at this. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Therefore, therefore, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Huh? What? And finally Jesus comes strolling into town and He's days late. Not only has he missed healing Lazarus, Lazarus has died and he missed the funeral. So as he arrives in Bethany, Martha goes up to him and says the following, John 11 verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said, Read my lips. No he didn't say that. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So here comes Jesus greeted by Martha with this statement. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Allow me to loosely paraphrase that. Jesus, you kind of blew it. You really let us down here. We were bragging on you to our friends, telling them all how awesome you are. And you don't even show up. You even missed the funeral. You could have done something. But then there's a spark of faith in there too. And Martha does say, Yet I know That whatever you ask of God He will give it to you. Okay so she's very upset with Jesus. Have you ever been upset with God? Have you ever not agreed with what God did in your life? Have you ever been disappointed with God? Maybe saying something like, Where were you Lord when my parents divorced? Where were you when my marriage dissolved? Where were you when my child went prodigal? Where were you when my loved one died? where were you when you let me buy a cat in a pet shop? Why did you, why? I have to throw crazy stuff in every now and then. I know this is an intense message, folks. So I will throw in wacky humor here and there. But uh, you know, where were you, Lord? We feel that way. And we cry out to Him. And, and I want to say this. Mary and Martha were doing the right thing. We all have our anxieties and we all have our concerns. Don't separate yourself from God and isolate yourself from other Christians. Be with them and go to God in prayer with your concerns. Listen. With your complaints. With your frustrations. And say, Lord I don't get it. And I don't like it. But I believe in you. And I believe you are in control. And I love you. But I still don't like it. (laughs) It is okay. It is just honesty. It is just honesty with God. There is nothing wrong with asking God why. Don't necessarily expect an answer. But you can ask God why. You know if the Lord did tell us why things happen the way they do do you think it would ease your pain and heal your broken heart? I mean imagine for a moment if you were saying, God I don't understand this. Why, why? He says, you really want to know? Yes I do. You ready for it? Yes. Here it is. The reason that happened was so this would take place. Boom. What would you do? I don't agree. (laughs) That's not right. That's messed up. You probably wouldn't agree with it. So I don't even think knowing the answer would help you. God says my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. So we should live on promises not explanations. And we shouldn't spend too much time Asking why, why, why. Now Jesus is going to put things in perspective. Martha, listen to me now. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Martha, listen. Death is not the end. This is the promise of God for all of us. And this is why we as Christians have hope. Everything doesn't end when I leave this earth. Oh yes my physical life ends but I am a soul in a body and I live on in eternity and one day heaven according to Scripture is going to come down to the earth. Heaven and earth will become one. God has a future and a hope for every one of His followers. That's why we have hope in a seemingly hopeless world. Okay let's go back to John 11 verse 32. And when Mary came where Jesus was she saw him falling down at his feet saying Lord if you would have been here my brother would not have died. Therefore when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And he said where have you laid him? They said come and see. Now here is the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Two words. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said ah see how he loved him. You know, men have a harder time in general than women expressing their feelings and emotions. Girls do it so well. We so admire you. We don't understand you, but we admire you the way you're just talking and have 12 girls talking at the same time, understanding each other. We're really perplexed when you all go to the bathroom together. That makes no sense to men. I'm going to the bathroom. Who wants to go? I'll go, and you all go. We're like guys would never do that ever. We are embarrassed if we see each other in the bathroom. Oh hi. (laughs) But girls. A girl will say to a girl, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love, love, love. Guys are like, (sighs) And we do feel love. We feel love for our brothers. We feel love for our wives. We feel love for a lot of people. It is just harder for us to say it. That is all. So we will punch each other. Love you bro. (laughs) You know. You know come on, we're messed up, let's just admit it. And it's really hard for a man to cry, generally. And some would even say it's not masculine to cry. For anyone who would say it is not masculine for a man to cry, I have a two-word answer. Jesus wept.
0: Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA and he's continuing a message called Hope for Hurting Hearts, encouraging us to be hopeful, not hopeless. Let's continue.
1: God can be glorified through human suffering and bring good out of bad. God can be glorified through human suffering and bring good out of bad. Mary and Martha wanted a healing. Jesus wanted a resurrection. He wanted to do more than they wanted Him to do. You know there are many times God wants to do way more than you are asking for. The Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 He is able to do exceedingly above and beyond that which we could ask or think. So don't limit God by your unbelief. Maybe you have a bill due. You need $942.76 to pay it. So you go to the Lord. Lord I need this much money. Well would you provide it. Well don't limit him. Say, Lord, if you want to throw in five extra grand, I'm good. You know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> now I, I'm sort of being a little humorous there, but the point is, he might want to do more than you're asking for. They say, Lord, here's my need. I bring it before you, but I know you can do exceedingly above and beyond that which I could ask or think. Here's the thing about hope. You think, where, how do you get hope? How do you build hope? Well, you need sunshine, lollipops, Rainbows and a couple of unicorns, right? They're not real, by the way. But don't tell that to little girls. (laughs) But the point is, we think, oh, all the good times, all the happy times will bring hope. Not really. Here's something that might surprise you. Hope grows in the garden of adversity. Hope actually gets stronger when things get harder. See, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, listen, the Bible says this in Romans 5.3, We glory in tribulations, which means we are happy when things are hard. That is not easy. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. You see when a Christian suffers and still glorifies God, it reassures the rest of us that there will never be a valley so deep that God will not get us through it. It reminds us that our faith is real and will sustain us in our hour of need. When you are going through hardship that is when you are going to find out how real your faith actually is. Okay I have been saying these things for years. I have been telling these things to other people. Now it is time for me to get on this little bridge called faith and put my full weight on it. And I had to do that. And that bridge did hold me up because everything God says in His Word is true and my faith grew stronger, and my hope burned brighter. And it can happen for you as well. But you must turn to God, not turn away from God. See that was a smart thing about Mary and Martha. They went to the Lord. And that's where you need to go with your pain right now. And I'm asking you in closing, are you hopeful or are you hopeless? I talked about the hopeless generation. They have... (laughs) Probably more materially than any generation that's ever existed. They're very, you know, iPads. Now I'm talking about the pets have iPads now, you know. <laughs> everybody has uh, all these great things and so many of them are just, I, I'm, you know, they have a high suicide rate. What's going on? I think it's because there's all these bright, shiny, dazzling things and they quickly see the emptiness of all of it and they're wondering, is there more to life than this? Well, there is, but it's not in stuff. It's in a relationship with God. You know, when you're young, you say, well, I'm not that happy now, but one day when I graduate from high school, I'll, I'll be happy, I'll be fulfilled. Then you graduate. Well, I need to graduate from college. and you do that. Well, I need to get married. Then you get married, and you're like, huh, uh, <laughs> maybe I need to get remarried. So you get divorced. And I am not making light of that by the way. But I am using it as an illustration. So you remarry again. Oh maybe I made the wrong decision. I will get remarried again. Then you say well kids. We need kids. If we had kids we would be happy. Then you have kids. Then you say if we could get rid of these kids somehow we will be happy. (laughs) Have you ever noticed it is always just a little beyond your reach? That is because it, the thing you are looking for, isn't out there. It is not a thing you hold in your hand. It is having Christ in your heart. That is what you are wired for. That is what you are looking for. I will close with this verse. And this verse is 25 chapters so be patient. No it is just one verse. (laughs) Proverbs 10.28 The hopes of the godly result in happiness. But the expectations of the wicked are all in vain. So if you are a believer and you have your hope in Christ, it'll result in happiness. But if your expectations are in other things, it's all in vain. Jesus has what you're looking for. He'll forgive you of all of your sin and give you hope if you're young, if you're middle-aged, if you're 72, or if you look like you're 72, (laughs) or you're 85, or you're 95. Whatever your age, the answer is the same. We need Jesus. And I want to close by offering an invitation to anybody here that may not have a relationship with God yet. Because listen to this. Life without Jesus is a hopeless end. But life with Jesus is endless hope. You've heard of the endless summer? I'm talking about endless hope. It doesn't stop for you in a relationship with God. Jesus died on the cross for you. 2,000 years ago he died in your place and bore your sins and he rose again from the dead three days later and now he's here standing at the door of your life and he is knocking and he's saying if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Have you asked Christ to come into your life yet? If not, why don't you do it right now? You'll find the hope you're looking for. He's just a prayer away. Let's all pray together. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your word to us. Thank you that you can give us hope in a seemingly hopeless world. And now I pray for any person here watching, listening, wherever they may be. If they don't have a relationship with you, if they don't know that their sin is forgiven, would you help them to see their need for you today? Help them to come to you and believe in you, we ask. Amen.
0: Greg Laurie, with an important prayer. And if you'd like to do just that, if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord today, Pastor Greg will help you to do that right now.
1: Listen, as you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it and what do I do? Let me help you. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with him is just a prayer away. The Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address, literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, But I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray. Amen. I know. It's such a simple, short prayer. But you just called on the name of the Lord. And you know what? He heard that prayer. And if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Now, let me help you to get started on the right foot in your new life in Jesus Christ. The greatest adventure awaits you, the life of walking with God. I want to send you what we call a New Believers Growth Pack. And let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God.
0: Thanks, Pastor Greg. And we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you in your new relationship with the Lord. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800 50 Well, on Monday, some practical insights on the value of the church in each of our lives. We'll see how church is a family where every member plays an important part. More on that on Monday on A New Beginning. In the meantime, have a great weekend. This is the day, the day now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search Hope for Hurting Hearts at visionstore.org.au or call one 800 0 11